Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Serious XM Progress, Channel 127. Welcome to Progress After Dark. Unless you're on the West Coast where it's still broad daylight, for God's sakes. But thank you for joining us here on Channel 127. I'm John Fiegel saying, this is Tell Me Everything. The little show at the end of the world bringing good trouble to the right-wing bubble. And we're so glad to have you with us. Happy Erasmus Eve to all those who celebrate, uh, for the next three hours, we're going to be making sense of this Mishigas with you and our guests at 866-997-4748. We have a really fun show tonight. We're going to be talking with accountant Tom Wheelwright about Trump's taxes. You know, Trump's in the news right now for lots of different scandals. We're going to try to cover every little bit of scandal he is facing scrutiny on. And we're very, very excited to have Mr. Wheelwright here to go specifically over what was in his taxes. Because uh, I don't know if you've noticed, it sort of pertains to uh, coming indictments. Now, Tom Wheelwright's a CPA. He's the CEO of WealthAbility, a rich dad advisor, uh, best-selling author of Tax-Free Wealth and the Win-Win Wealth Strategy. So I'm very excited to have him. We're also going to have our own Rhonda Handsome joining us later on in the show. And then I am really happy to, uh, to at the midst of a sad time, bring something lovely to you. Um, we lost our good friend last week, actor Lance Reddick, someone who I've loved since Oz. He was my favorite character on that show. Of course, he's best known for his performances on The Wire, Fringe, Bosch, and in the John Wick films. He did the show a few times. Sometimes he would call in. Chris got a hold of the last time he was in person and visiting us in the New York studios from 2019, right before the pandemic. It's when the last John Wick movie came out. And he talks about politics and family and acting, and it's just wonderful. And it's going to make me sad, but it makes me smile because we got to be alive at a time when Lance Reddick was acting in TV shows and movies. So uh, a really good one tonight. Oh, my God. How, how'd this happen? We got a great one tonight. Chris Hauselt is our executive producer running this thing from the South Carolina Bureau. The mighty Thea Harper is producing the show out of Brooklyn. And uh, I come to you from the Isle of Manhattan. Big thank you to everybody who came out this weekend in the Berkshires. What a crowd. Thank you, Kevin Bartini, uh, for setting up the uh, uh, Berkshire Mountain Comedy Festival. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for not getting us killed in the ride up there. Kevin's a horrible driver, uh, and I don't mind saying it. In fact, I have to say it because um, 
he's terrible and it's horrifying to ride in a car with this guy he's a great comic great warm-up guy works great if you're having a live tv show taping john stewart had him do the daily show for years he's very funny guy not a funny driver no laughs it's it's quite horrific it's 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 kafka-esque riding in a car with him and um i I like to talk about it because i have this theory that if we do go over a cliff at least then everyone will know it was kevin's fault because i i talked about it so much which means if we do go off a cliff you know i win I, I, I get anyway what a show what an audience i was supposed to do like half an hour and i did an hour because the crowd was that sweet we did a nice q a met a lot of wonderful people thank you to everybody for coming out and now i'm in love with the berkshires and the best part um i finally got to see snow because if you've been living in new york city you haven't seen any kind of snow that has stuck i had to travel all the way up to the state of massachusetts just to get a peek at some so thank you to a great great crowd a lot more road dates coming up this year and uh i'm very excited to get back on the road and announce a lot of other fun things in the meantime we have great guests coming up on the show a lot of great guests coming up this week we have some wonderful guests coming up in honor of women's history month some of whom i can announce some of whom i can't yet but uh lots of oh my god i'm looking at our calendar right now we're doing four thousand interviews in the next week. It's going to be crazy. In the meantime, we have a lot to talk about. You know who I'd love to call the show more than anyone tonight? Normally it's Trump defenders. Tonight, I'd love to hear a conservative who supported the Iraq war call up. I'd love to hear from someone because I don't know if you know this, but no conservative supported that war. No one will admit it. We told them for years the Iraq war was a poison monstrosity of barbarism based on lies and they hated us and called us un-american then donald trump told them the same thing and now well you know we've never supported the iraq war we never did support the iraq war whatever mr trump says so tonight i know you want to talk about trump's indictment which might happen tomorrow it might not i mean the only reason you think it'll happen tomorrow is because you believe what donald trump says and you want to believe it (laughs) uh here's the deal um we'll talk about it quite a bit all night. It is very, very historic to have an ex-president indicted for something, even if it's not the only thing he's going to be indicted for this year, even if it's the silliest thing to indict him for. And maybe it's bad luck to indict him for something that seems so superficial and pointless at this point. But don't worry, this one will be forgotten by indictment number three. And Donald Trump reminds you, by the way, uh, when you're having sex with a porn star you just met while your third wife is recovering from bearing your child, condoms they, they ruin the intimacy. Why? Why would you do that? It's a message from Donald Trump. All right, let's get to it. Let's do a show. Hello to everyone who listens uh, live. Our evil army of the night. We love you. Hello to the daywalkers who listen to the John Fuglesang podcast or the, uh, the on demand or the app or all those different ways you get to listen to us streaming. We're, we love you guys, too. And we love reading your notes and letters and all your kind emails. Right now, uh, instead of talking about presidential crimes, that presidents may or may not be held to account for. Let's talk about presidential crimes where everybody walked away clean. You know, it was in 1992. I kind of feel like you can't really begin talking about the Iraq war unless you go way back to 11 years before the Iraq war, August 14th of 1992, when Defense Secretary under George Bush Sr., Dick Cheney, he said President Bush Sr., during the war we had to restore the dictator of Kuwait, because that's all the first Gulf War was about. We sent our troops into battle to restore the dictator of a country that's really just a family-owned corporation with a flag, where women are legal property, where accused criminals can have their hands chopped off. We went to war to restore their dictator for freedom. (laughs) 
And it was after that that Dick Cheney said on TV that Bush, President Bush Sr., was wise to not invade Baghdad, as he put it, and get bogged down in the problems of trying to take over and govern Iraq. Dick Cheney called it 11 years before the disaster, the quagmire, the bloodshed. But uh, something changed with Dick Cheney in those 11 years. Dick Cheney got paid. It's really a story of $2 amounts in talking about the Iraq war for me. $33 million is the amount of money Halliburton paid Dick Cheney when he left the company and went off to be in charge of finding Governor George W. Bush's running mate, who he later said, you know who it should be? It should be me. Now, here's the deal to understand. American foreign policy doesn't really see a difference between dictatorships and democracies. We don't talk about this enough, but you'll notice it's really our government thinks about who's a friend, who's an enemy, right? Saudi Arabia, they're a friend. They get tons of money from us. And then there's enemies like like the, the Zelaya government in Honduras, which was democratically elected, but overthrown by a military coup in 09. Now, Saddam Hussein was a brutal dictator, but he was not a religious kook. He was a military thug, and that's why Ronald Reagan liked him. And Ronald Reagan was arming both sides of the Iran, Iraq war illegally. Now, just think about that. Arming both sides of a war between these two countries that had boys as young as seven fighting on the front lines. And America was secretly arming Iran and openly arming Iraq. When Saddam Hussein gassed his own people, Ronald Reagan opposed any sanctions on him. Our government was fine with Saddam Hussein and his barbarism. And then George W. Bush got sworn in. On January 30th of 2001, Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill later said, removing Saddam Hussein was the top item of George W. Bush's inaugural national security meeting. This is 10 months before 9-11. And the number one, the Treasury Secretary said it was all about finding a way to do it. The president saying, go find me a way to do this, getting rid of Saddam. Then came 9-11. And of course, um, after 9-11, Richard Clark, the counterterrorism czar, said, Bush told us, I want you as soon as you can to go back over everything, everything, see if Saddam did this. And when they were told the evidence against al-Qaeda was overwhelming, Bush asked for any shred of evidence that Saddam was involved. They never cared who really did 9-11. Again, Dick Cheney had been paid $33 million by Halliburton. So after 9-11, let's just go back through the history, because our media doesn't talk about it too much. The media that sold us this war wants to forget it ever happened. But Bush and his administration spent over a year outlining all the dangers Iraq posed to the U.S. Remember? Remember what they said? They said two big things. That they kept arguing. One, Saddam Hussein possessed weapons of mass destruction, which is shorthand for nuclear, biological, or chemical weapons. And secondly, he supports terrorism, and he has close ties to terrorism groups, including al-Qaeda, which attacked U.S. on 9-11. So those two stories is what the majority of Americans believed. The majority of Americans believed that Iraq either had WMDs or was going to get them really soon, and that Iraq was really closely tied to terrorism even though all of the religious nutjobs hated Saddam Hussein because he was a secular military thug. But no, Saddam Hussein must have had a role in the 9-11 attacks. In a speech to Veterans of Foreign Wars Convention in August 2002, Dick Cheney said, simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. There is no doubt he's amassing them to use against our friends, against our allies, and against us. No doubt. So Dick Cheney began carving up the country. He began carving up the country for the inevitable war they were in the process of spending a year selling 
and marketing. Dick Cheney gave the company that had given him $33 million no bid contracts. Oh, no, there was no capitalism here. It was all cronyism. Other companies could have provided infrastructure for our troops and gone over there to help assist a war effort. But no, Dick Cheney gave $39.5 billion, with a B, $39.5 billion of your tax dollars to the company that had given him $33 million and was going on TV saying there is no doubt Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. In the State of the Union address, January 28th, 2003, Bush said the 16 words, the British government has learned that Saddam Hussein recently sought significant quantities of uranium from Africa. He said Saddam tried to purchase high-strength aluminum tubes suitable for nuclear weapons production. And then Colin Powell went to the UN and presented what he called were facts and conclusions based on solid evidence to show Iraq hadn't complied with UN weapons resolutions, which everyone knew. And after Colin Powell's address... Six in 10 adults said Powell had explained clearly why the United States might use military force. So then October 2002, 65% of the American public said Saddam Hussein was close to having nuclear weapons. 14% said he already had them. Only 11% of us said he wasn't close to developing these weapons because those 11% had listened to the UN's weapons inspectors who said he had nothing of the kind. Only 11% of us in this country had gotten the actual news. And that was the month Congress overwhelmingly approved a resolution authorizing Bush to use the armed forces as he determines to be necessary and appropriate. No one actually voted for war. John Kerry, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, they didn't vote for war. They voted for something worse. They voted to let George Bush go to war if he felt like it. This month, 20 years later, Congress is finally moving to repeal that resolution. And then it happened. 20 years ago to the day, the U.S. launched a major military invasion of Iraq, the second time we'd fought a war in that country in a little more than a decade, and thus began an eight-year conflict that led to the deaths of almost 5,000 U.S. service members there, countless more died after they got home, and hundreds of thousands of Iraqis, some estimates have it as high as one million, and all of the most respectable media outlets, including the New York Times, lied to the public about Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction. Why would media lie? Because media has a bias, friends. We talk about it all the time. And media's bias is towards green. Money, ratings, eyeballs. War is great for business. You should be ready for this. They're going to lie again. But 20 years ago today, after all the lies of the media, including the liberal media, U.S. forces, backed by some troops from the U.K., went there and never found weapons of mass destruction. Remember shock and awe? 20 years ago today, if you were around, that phrase was probably on your lips. Everyone kept saying it as we invaded Iraq and our country immediately crushed the regular Iraqi military, chased Saddam out of power. Three weeks later, April 9th, U.S. troops seized Baghdad. They toppled that big statue of Saddam Hussein. Huge moment, right? Looked really good. May 1st, Bush declared mission accomplished. On board the USS Abraham Lincoln after doing a stunt where he was flown in a fighter pilot by somebody else. And he ended major combat operations in Iraq. And then the violence began. The U.S. government said, well, all this lawlessness is starting to happen. It, it, it's, not the, it's not that our troops are failing to bring order. It's, it's, it's not serious. You'll see. And then it got worse. And uh, we were occupying this country and we treated the Iraqi people 
in many cases, quite brutally. I'm talking about torture in places like Abu Ghraib. That's the best known example. But homes were broken into, ransacked in the middle of the night. Family members were taken, taken away to undisclosed locations. Pedestrians were run over and killed by Humvees. And many good troops were sent over there thinking they were doing the right thing, and they lost their lives or limbs. By October of 2003, 56% of Democrats said to bring the troops home now. Less than half of the independents and only 20% of Republicans wanted to bring the troops home. By the end of 2003, they had captured Saddam Hussein. He was hiding in a hole near his childhood home. He was tried by an Iraqi court and executed before he could call the Bush family as character witnesses. And it kept getting worse. They kept attacking the invaders. We called them terrorists. They called us invaders. And if you were alive, you remember March 2004 when four American private security contractors were killed and their bodies were desecrated. And then the pictures from Abu Ghraib prison and the torture. By May of 04, the share of Americans who said the use of military force was going fairly well finally fell below 50%. And then the transition from us ruling to their ruling just saw the killings of tens of thousands of Iraqis, the launch of Al-Qaeda, the outbreak of the sectarian civil war, eventually the rise of ISIS or ISIL or Daesh or whatever you want to call those guys. They had no shot in Iraq when Saddam Hussein was alive because he was a military secular thug. In three years, the first three years of this Invasion and occupation, 4.7 million Iraqis were displaced from their homes, and millions more were displaced since then. 4,486 American soldiers died over there. We don't have an adequate count of how many died and suffered over here after they got back. Over 31,952 were injured or maimed, according to the Department of Defense. As of 10 years ago, they thought the Iraq war cost us about $2 trillion. It's probably higher. And think about that. Think about in the last 20 years. How many healthcare programs have been cut or streamlined? How many schools have closed? How many libraries? How many mental health clinics? How many bridges weren't fixed? We've cut meals on wheels for seniors in some communities because we don't have the money. But we had $2 trillion to spend on a war of lies where Dick Cheney gave $40 billion of your dollars to the company that gave him $33 million of theirs. It was terrible for the environment, the depleted uranium, caused an increased rate of cancer and birth defects all across Iraq. And, and their infrastructure was destroyed. We cheered it. Well, some of us cheered it. But it turned the streets into pretty much sewers spreading disease. So now here, here we are, 20 years to the day. Do you remember what you were doing? I remember it very well. I was living in Santa Monica, California. And I'd been predicting this since the afternoon of 9-11. Now, two decades later... 61% of us don't believe the U.S. made the right decision. Only 61%. I mean, think about how much we've changed. A generation of Americans are now more distrustful of the use of military force overseas. That's a good thing. But I would have rather not had 5,000 soldiers and hundreds of thousands of Iraqis die to get us there. Only 36% of Americans still think the U.S. was right to invade. Yeah, about a third of us. You know. The same amount of people who think it's a good idea to have Donald Trump be your president. 58% of Republicans believe the U.S. was right. Younger Americans, they don't think the U.S. was right to do it. And the war completely damaged the reputation of intelligence agencies. It gave us a very healthy skepticism of military leaders. And it brought up a lot of people who had resisted. Nancy Pelosi, you could argue, was, was first elected Speaker of the House because there was so much anti-war sentiment in 2007. And then there's Trump who never actually opposed the war, 
supported taking Saddam out, pretended he'd been against it. In 2015, said the war was a tremendous disservice to humanity. And it, that catapulted him to success, even though he was lying all along, just like Bush. Now, here's the important thing to remember. 20 years later, none of the strategic objectives of the war were ever achieved. Bush lied. Cheney lied. Condoleezza Rice lied. Donald Rumsfeld lied. And they're all walking around free, except for Rumsfeld. He's busy with Satan. Here's the main outcomes we got from the war. Iran got stronger. There was more sectarian violence. Thank you. We have ISIS now. The U.S. was bogged down in a conflict for eight years while China was able to build their economic strength and laughed at us. And a lot of soldiers did a lot of great deeds. Iraq Veterans Against the War is a great organization. Soldiers spoke out. Soldiers went to prison for their refusal to fight. And they embraced the ones coming home, saying, support our troops, bring them home. Thank you to people like uh, Camilo Mea, Pablo Paredes, Chelsea Manning, Cindy Sheehan, people who led the resistance at the time. Some of them suffered quite a bit for it. These are acts of civil disobedience that should be praised. And again, it was Halliburton. More specifically, their offshoot, KBR. They were given $39.5 billion in Iraq-related contracts. And again, no bid contracts. This wasn't capitalism. Dick Cheney carved up the country and gave the jobs to his former masters. And we learned you can never bring liberation to a country or democracy to a country and impose it. You can't invade people and kill them and occupy their land until they like your system of government. It's never happened before. It's never worked before. Ironically, today is the 60-year anniversary of Dick Cheney having his first deferment to avoid a war in Vietnam that he supported. <laughs> it was 40 years to the day. We want to know what you guys think. Can we take, uh, let me see, Dave in Washington. We yeah, got you. Hey, John. Hi. I, um, hey, I did three tours of Iraq and two tours of Afghanistan, okay? okay. And, I can t and I can connect this, I can connect this for you. Republicans, and I don't care, you cannot trust Donald Trump. All this money yes. at the Pentagon. Yes. Okay? Agreed. No indication whatsoever that Donald Trump does not want... What Donald Trump wants is empire, okay? He wants to fight, you know, a, a war that will make him more popular... Mm -hmm. And he wants to he wants to uh, throw all the international norms. They call it taking the gloves off. Right. Right. And fighting savages. Okay. They, 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 all right, it's popular to dehumanize. You think Donald Trump not, wants empire? Do you think Donald Trump wants empire? I think Donald Trump wants protection. Well, he wants empire if it's popular for him. You see what okay. I'm saying? This is what they're trying to do with the Ukrainians. They're trying to say that Ukraine is just a natural part of Russia. How, how is it Vladimir Putin is different than Saddam Hussein? It's real simple. Vladimir Putin convinced uh, the majority of Republicans and some liberals that he is white and Christian. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is how he did it. And this no, is, I, you're you know, right. And by the way, Americans don't talk about it enough. Vladimir Putin's pretenses to Christianity are as ridiculous as Donald Trump's pretenses to Christianity. But go ahead, sir. Well, no, 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 no. And I, I'm going to connect this because, look, man, I don't know everything. See, I come off as like, ah, Dave's is Mr. Smarty Pants. I do not know everything. No, no, no. And, no, and you're it, someone who you know, is there. That's why I want to hear from you. Well, it affects me, too, because, all right, look, 
this thing with Donald Trump and Mike Pence and all these people coming to his defense, I was like, why is that bothering me so much? I can't quite put my finger on it, right? Now, somebody said, um, well, wait a minute. They're his competitors, so that's really weird. They should at least be neutral, right? And I'm right. like, yeah, but that's not quite it. There's something weird going on. Finally, Adam Schiff clued me in. Look, okay, man, really quick for the, for the break, Dave. Yeah, 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 really quick. They're, the founders of this country would have never agreed with the, this, uh, this policy, you can't indict a sitting president. But it's Correct. too late. What these Republicans are saying now is you can't indict a former president. That is fascism, <laughs> Very nice. Dave, brilliant. And of course, both uh, I, I happen to think both of those uh, arguments are complete bullshit on behalf of our Republican friends. I'm pretty sure what our founders didn't want was a king above the law. Uh, God bless you, Dave. Thank you. And I will say this. Um, thank you for your service. I really mean it. I do not like the men and women who sent you there. But I think you're swell, and I appreciate it. We'll be right back in just a moment with your calls at 866-997-4748. Also, I'm so excited to talk to Tom Wheelwright about you-know-who's taxes. This is Progress. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And welcome back. Right now, I know that many of you are very keenly focused on whether we will witness an historic first of a former U.S. president being indicted. A happy arrestmas to all who celebrate. Now, please keep in mind, there's there's several criminally relevant investigations implicating the former host of Celebrity Apprentice. I, I just really quick, there's, there's the investigation by the DOJ about the classified documents that were stolen and found at Mar-a-Lago and lied about. There's, there's a DOJ investigation of his effort to stop the transfer of power in the 2020 election. Uh, led by now Jack Smith. Then there's the investigation led by uh, the DA for Fulton County, Georgia, about the election fraud committed in her state. Then there's the investigations into his various corporate enterprises, like the Attorney General of New York is going after, and uh, Alvin Bragg, the DA who may be indicting tomorrow. And then there's, of course, the other thing, the one that he might be down, indicted for tomorrow, the campaign hush money payments to porn actress Stormy Daniels. And there's even another one, uh, with both the DOJ and the SEC implicating Trump's behavior since he left office with these blank check companies. In the midst of all of this, it's easy to forget 
Trump was just finally forced to reveal his tax returns. Remember that? They went public and it was huge. And we learned he declared negative income when he was president in 2015, 16, 17 and 2020. Negative income while he was raking in cash from his bribe hole hotel down the block. We, we learned he paid a total of one thousand five hundred dollars in income taxes in the years 2016 and 2017. Are you a billionaire? I'm guessing you're not. How do you feel about Trump paying $1,500 in taxes? And of course, we learned he paid no federal income taxes and claimed a refund of over $5 million on his 2020 income tax returns. Now, I think all of this was very fascinating and it kind of got lost in the shuffle because there is so much malfeasance. So that's why I'm so glad to celebrate Arrestmas Eve, if that's what this is, uh, with Tom Wheelwright, who's a CPA, CEO of WealthAbility, Rich Dad Advisor, Entrepreneur, uh, International Speaker. He is the best-selling author of Tax-Free Wealth and the Win-Win Wealth Strategy. He's also CPA for Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And you may have seen him in Forbes, Wall Street Journal, The Washington Post, Fox, NPR, you name it. It's a real pleasure to welcome Tom Wheelwright to SiriusXM. Hello, sir. It's great to be with you, John. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I hope that uh, you're not feeling like your expertise is being overshadowed by other lesser, more distant crimes in the past. I, I happen to consider the, the tax evasion, alleged tax evasion to be much more problematic. But um, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the re the release of the tax returns and then how it's really quickly gotten overshadowed. Well, it, it's interesting, John, because um, first of all, I, I'm not real honestly pleased with the release of tax returns because I, I just don't think personal information like that should be released on top of which he has business partners. They, you know, that their tax information should not be made available just because he's president in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but it was released. And of course, I did take the chance to go through it. So I have been through all those tax returns. You did. Because um, I, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. So, um, uh, well, you know, why not? Why wouldn't you go through tax returns of Donald Trump when you have the chance if you're a tax nerd like I am? Well, I was going to say most people wouldn't go through it because we wouldn't understand it. You, however, have mastered the code and you understand a lot of the jargon that other folks like me wouldn't get. I want to go deep on it with you, sir. But let me just begin by asking, how did you feel about the media coverage when when it was first released? Did you feel that things were adequately explained in the brief flashing headlines we saw? It was about what I expected, actually, because really? You know, my wife's also a CPA. We've we've had multiple discussions about this over the years and there was never you were never going to be able to see anything in his tax returns. He's he's an he's an entrepreneur. Um, he has lots of different businesses. They all of his income is wrapped up in his businesses and they roll up into his personal return. So his personal return, all it shows is a bunch of one lines from different businesses. It doesn't actually show you the businesses themselves. So really for the IRS to audit Donald Trump, they'd need a team of auditors for about five years right. um, to, to audit his returns because it it's really complicated. He has literally hundreds of business entities as most uh, frankly as most um you know very successful entrepreneurs would have Absolutely. so it wasn't surprising that you know i i actually thought the um joint committee did some you know from the congress did some research on them and they came up with some good findings and i i thought they did a, a pretty good thorough analysis and uh, i thought their findings were were really good so, you know, I, I thought that was that was good. But but, you know, not too many people can explain it in a way that people of course. can understand it. 
Well, yeah. I mean, like me, a mook like me has a really difficult time understanding most of this. And, and that's why I'm, I'm grateful to have you here, Mr. Wheelwright, because I, I don't really understand what it means to say that Trump paid substantial self-employment taxes. That was one of the first big uh, unpackings of these returns. And, and what does yeah, that mean it, if one pays it, substantial self-employment taxes? Well, so so you pay self-employment tax when you're self-employed. What's what's interesting is that was actually poor planning on his part. Um, what, what I found with these tax returns is I, I didn't uh, honestly, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to uh, steal the steal your headline, but um, yeah, I, I didn't find a lot of malfeasance. I, I didn't see anything like that in here, but right. I, I wasn't expecting to. I did find the returns were rather sloppy. And I mm -hmm. thought that uh, I thought that he missed a lot of opportunities. He actually lost over twenty five million dollars of deductions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he let them expire. Well, I I, and I, I'm I, just going, who 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 does that poor of tax plan? And one year I noticed that he paid his uh, CPAs one point three million dollars. I'm going, you yeah. pay your CPAs one point three million dollars and lose twenty five million dollars deductions. I'm going, man, I'm sorry, but I think you need a new CPA. That, well, so, I, but me, I, would, I would agree with you on that. Like, it's very important to me to be very fair to Donald Trump. I, I really do believe it, especially in these instances, because a lot of lay people don't understand the, the complex maneuverings of this kind of tax law. But, right. sir, this, this is a man who lost over a billion dollars. I wouldn't be surprised to learn he was getting bad financial advice. Well, true. That, that, that's very true. So let's go to the self-employment tax. So yeah. self-employment tax you pay when you have what's called a Schedule C or you have a partnership Nobody should, you, you voluntarily pay self-employment tax. Okay. You pay self-employment tax because you not set yourself up to not pay self-employment tax. Basically self-employment tax is both sides of social security. That's what it mm -hmm. is. So what he could have done instead is um, he could have had his income all taxed through say an S corporation. Um, and if he did that, he'd pay, would have paid much less uh, social security taxes, much less Medicare. That's what most entrepreneurs do. Um, mm -hmm. So he, I, I think he, frankly, I think he paid a lot of tax that he didn't need to pay. Huh. I mean, the Joint Committee on Taxation looked at the returns and, and they, they flagged that Trump claimed a, a large number of questionable items, like huge amounts of interest he claims to have received from loans to his children that the committee said could indicate he was disguising gifts. I mean, it is very common, especially among, you know, enterprises this large to have lots of things hidden by numbers. Oh, oh there's no question. There, there's no question. So we don't really, I mean, the problem with these tax returns, there was personal tax returns. So we don't really know what's under the service there. And what right. the joint committee said is they said, well, we ought, the IRS ought to look at these things. And, and I think they pretty much identified the right things to look at. That's certainly one of the things to look at. Now, here's an interesting note for you. Please. So in 2021, the law changed and he's the one who changed it. So it mm -hmm. was a law change from 2017 from the Trump tax bill. And it came into effect in 2021. In 2021, if he had the same amount of interest income, like $10 million, he would have paid $4 million in tax because he wasn't going to, he couldn't offset all of that interest income by deductions from his businesses. You, now you can only offset $500,000. That's the, Is that excess, the excess, business excess business loss limit. Okay. That's yeah, the excess business loss deduction. So he actually signed legislation that hurt his situation, which I found to be very interesting. Um, now he also, of course, you know, created tax benefits for real estate, 
you know, professionals of, of, of which he's one, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, he did get some tax benefits, but it's interesting that he created this one, uh, which was a pay for, right? This was a way to help pay for the 2017 legislation. And it hurt him. Uh, I've got, I haven't seen his 2021 tax return. Obviously, they're not going to be available. Um, but I would guarantee you that if he had the same amount of, of interest income in 2021 as he had in 2020, he'd have pay, paid about $4 million on that interest income. Well, that's actually interesting because remember in 2017 when he signed this bill that it would cost him and his family a fortune. Uh, it's yeah. not clear that it actually did, but um, it does seem like it, it really limited the amount he could claim in one part of his tax return. Yeah, for sure. I, I actually think it will eventually, I think over time it will cost him a fortune for sure. Totally the way he structured his, uh, the way he's, you know, I mean, you can make loans to your children. It's legal. I mean, there's nothing in the law that says you yeah. can't do that. As long as they have a, a correct interest rate and they, you know, they pay the interest and everything, you can do that. That's in the law. I mean, that's not skirting the law. That's certainly not tax evasion. That's the way the law works. No, um, it's dynamite when your kids work for you and are on your payroll. That's just, that's 10 kinds of fascinating to me. <laughs> Well, there you go. There there yeah. you go. But and you know, it's 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 great when they can afford the interest on ten million dollars of loans, right? I mean that's what's uh, <laughs> I, that's what's really interesting is that your kids can afford the interest payments. Um but they clearly did because they clearly paid the interest because you reported the interest income. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. Now, now you pointed out it's not all that surprising that someone with substantial business investments like real estate would pay a relatively low income tax or either right. no tax at all. That's that's by design, right? Our, our government has set up the, the tax code to incentivize people who invest in, in, in business and real estate by having a whole bunch of tax credits and deductions. Yeah, absolutely. The, the the tax law, people think of the tax law as a way to raise revenue for the government. And, you know, the government raises more revenue by selling bonds than they do by charging tax, frankly. Yeah. Um, uh, most of the tax law is really a series of incentives. And I mean, uh, and all presidents have used them since Kennedy. Okay. So mm -hmm. let's, yeah. let's, we can't, we can't, um, we, we can't separate out Donald Trump here. We can't isolate him because Ronald Reagan was the first to create big um, real estate tax incentives that came under Ronald Reagan. Joe Biden has created huge green energy. I mean, huge yeah. solar. I mean, this, yep. the, the tax benefits in solar are enormous. Uh, literally. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Literally, you can put solar on your business building and the government will pay two thirds of the cost of your solar. I know I've done it. Wow. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's absolutely legal. I mean, it's it's actually that's what they want. They're all they're saying is, look, and this is what I wrote in my latest book, Win Win Wealth Strategy, is the government saying you have a choice. You can be a silent partner with the government or you can be an active partner with the government, but you're going to be a partner with the government either way. So if you're a silent partner, you pay your tax, go on your way, file your tax return. Don't worry about an audit. You're all good. An active okay, partner. I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I have so many questions now. Were, were you at all surprised uh, that the return showed that he had held a foreign bank account um, while in all, several foreign bank accounts, including a, a Chinese account uh, while uh, um, president of the U.S.? I wasn't surprised uh, uh, because because remember, it, it didn't have to be his bank account, it just had to be one of his businesses, bank accounts. And so we know he did business in China and Russia. We know he did business overseas. So um, it would have been qu quite frankly surprising if he'd been able to pull out that fast. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the rules are for presidents. You know, I, I don't know those <laughs> rules. I just know that you do have to report it else. There's a $50,000 penalty, uh, for, uh, not reporting it. So, oh, I know. And that, by the way, that's, that's the latest one. We're going to start hearing a lot more about in the weeks to come. I, but, but I have to ask you, is it, is it, I mean, in, in 2017, you know, he, he Trump paid $750 in in federal income taxes because of losses he claimed in previous years which i totally get but but is it surprising that again that that he paid more in foreign taxes than in u.s federal income taxes in the first year he was president is is that is that weird um i don't think so uh you know the 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 problem is is that you know uh, every government has its own incentives and what and what you qualify for and so he might very well have just had income i mean for example we know he has golf courses in ireland right right as golf courses in scotland so he's i mean he's got plenty of businesses overseas he's going to pay tax in those countries um and and he you know you get a credit in the u.s for taxes you pay to another country so yeah, uh, he shows huge foreign tax credits. I mean, on his tax returns, oh, yeah. there were enormous foreign tax credits, which he was not able to use. I mean, they get to carry over, but he wasn't able to use them because he had all these losses from his real estate businesses. I just find it fascinating. He paid a million dollars in taxes to foreign countries and paid 750 bucks in taxes here. That's the, uh, for, you know, like it or not, that's the way the tax law works. No, uh, I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I guess it's not a huge surprise that he he claimed no charitable deductions in, in 2020. I mean, he he said he donated his salary, but if he had it, it, it would have he didn't claim it on his taxes. You know, he could have just refused the salary. And and I believe that's what he did. I, I, think, I think that's what JFK did. did. Yeah, I think, I think he did. just refused it. And mm-hmm. you, you're allowed to do that. And uh, he didn't take the salary. And so he didn't show the income on his tax mm. return. I don't think he showed. Are you sure he didn't take the salary? I don't think he did. I, I, I it's my recollection, but don't quote me on that because I'm I not, will quote I'm not, you on it. Yeah, I'm so, absolutely not positive. You you can quote that I'm absolutely not positive about that. I might have to go back and look at those. I haven't looked at them recently, but um, I, I don't know whether he took uh, took the income or not. Um, but you are allowed to, you know, just say I'm not going to take it. If you just say I'm not going to take it, it would just never show up on your tax return. You wouldn't get a deduction but for making a charitable contribution. So really in the taxes themselves from from your from your view you don't really see anything that was in the taxes that would necessarily be an indictment of Trump maybe something that's an indictment of our system but nothing that Trump yeah. had, did that was nakedly criminal considering he tried to hide these returns for so long. No, I mean if if you look at it um Jeff Bezos didn't pay tax for 20 years. Right on. Um, I know. Uh, oh, I Elon know. Musk. Elon Musk didn't pay tax until just a few years ago. Um, well, but that's honestly, it's like you said, the government, if you're an active partner with the government, means that you put your money where the government wants you to put it. And in exchange, you get tax benefits. That's the tr- that's the trade. Now, yeah. in theory, and it's worked in Elon Musk's case and Jeff Bezos case, in theory, the government is investing alongside you. And then when you do start to make income, they start collecting. Well, that has been true in both Amazon, Tesla and Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos's case. So, you know, uh, Musk, I think, paid $11 billion in 2021. So eventually they pay the tax. It's just an investment in the beginning. And it's this public private partnership. I, you know, you like it or not. It's just the way that it's just the way it works. And it, by totally- the way, by the way, John, it works that way in every country. So yeah. we're not alone. This is this is the norm, not the exception. 
Tom Wheelwright, it's a pleasure to have you here and walk my tiny mind through all this. Yeah. I thank you so much. What is the best way for our listeners to keep up with you, sir, and your work? Anytime. So I do have a podcast called The Wealthability Show. You're welcome to uh, join me there. And then we have a great website, wealthability.com. And if your listeners want us to take a look at your tax return, see if uh, you're missing something, let us know. We'll do that. No charge. Tom Wheelwright, thank you for raising my taxation IQ in this conversation. I'm very grateful. I hope you have a great evening. Happy spring. Thank you. You too. Anytime. We got to hit a break. We will be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. That's 866-997-GRIT. Don't go away. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is SiriusXM Progress. Let's get a call before the break. Mark in Portland, thanks for your patience. Hey, great uh, conversation you had with the uh, CPA there. I really I got a lot out of that. And uh, thank you. You know, I was going to I was going to ask about the Chinese bank account too, and why is he paying you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to the Chinese when he's paying you know a thousand five hundred dollars to us? Because yeah, that's uh, the way our system's rigged somehow. I wonder who wrote it. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I think once I think once the first indictment comes down, I think it's like a I think it's like a dam getting ready to break. I think we'll start seeing more indictments. Mm-hmm. I think course, so too. I think, I think the consideration that, of course, that Merrick Garland or whoever else is the safety of the public, because there are lunatics out there for Trump that have guns and they're not that smart. And uh, I think public safety certainly is a consideration. But you know, losing our democracy is a worse than uh, you know, <laughs> dealing with. Uh, He's an idiot. But um, my thought is I would agree. Once once one indictment comes, there'll be other indictments. So I think the theme song should be reindicted and it feels so good. (laughs) Reindicted and it's understood. We will allow that. That's an excellent one. (laughs) Peaches and uh, have some herb. You get extra points for peaches and herb. Yes. There you go. Or Indictable Boy by Warren Zevon. I think that would be another good one for for, for, for Trump. But anyway, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to more indictments fall. And, uh, you know, I think the bubble got, has got to burst. I think so, and, too. Uh, and I think we'll be seeing indictments from the state of New York, from the state of Georgia, and quite possibly, from, most powerfully, from the Department of Justice. I think... Look, the first indictment's always the hardest, right? By the time there's three or four of these things dragging this guy around, we'll see how good he smells to MAGA. Absolutely. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Great show tonight. Thank you, sir, so much. Have a great one. Okay, don't go anywhere if you're on hold. Stay there, because we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's an hour of open phones, and we're joined by our friend, super comic, the lovely Miss Rhonda Handsome, 866-997-4748. Rupert Murdoch is engaged for marriage number five. Sorry, ladies. We'll be right back. I'm John Fugel saying this is progress after dark. 
Right now, let me welcome one of my favorite artists, a stand-up comedian, a writer, a director, an actor who joins us every Monday here on the Love Fest. Rhonda Hanson's open for Anita Baker. And by the way, today's the anniversary of the Rapture album coming out. Uh, Diana Ross, Aretha Franklin, she does great solo shows. Catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud. People of Earth, it's tall, dark, and handsome Monday. Put your hands together for Miss Rhonda Hanson. I'm a black, y'all. Indeed. Boy, that's one catchphrase I, I can't steal from you. I tried it once and it didn't go over well with the room I was at. Hello, Miss Handsome. Oh, good to be with you. Good to see you. You know, 20 years, Rhonda, 20 years to the day since we sent troops in for WMDs we didn't know was there for the oil that we did know was there. I think those WMDs are still behind the couch in the Oval Office. I think that's uh, wasn't he looking for them there behind the couch for the pre White House Correspondence Center. Bush sent in a sketch where it, it at one point showed him looking around for those WMDs in the Oval Office. Where are them WMDs? Are they down here. And it's like at the time he recorded that thousands of people had already died over his lie. And he made a joke mocking the lie he had sold to justify that mass slaughter. I, and, and that's, by the way, before Bush came out and, and said to the insurgents that were trying to drive us out of their country, bring it on. Like the first time, I think, Rhonda, in history, a sitting U.S. president had encouraged foreign fighters to attack U.S. troops. Bring it on. I'm sorry. As bad as Trump is, I remember. The North remembers the, nine, the, the, the zeros. And I, I still have a hard time accepting people who believe that Trump is a worse president than Bush. Well, well, they're all kind of stinky. I, I, I'm wondering what are we doing now that you know we're going to find out in uh, five or ten years that uh, you know it was a, a whole ball of wax. You know, oh, I, drilling I'm, in the Arctic, Rhonda. That's all drilling in the Arctic. It's you know, <laughs> that's it. Sorry, Chris. Well, I just I, I had a thought about you know what you said about the people that think that Trump is a worse president than Bush, and yeah. it has to go with like. If you think about the way that that Iraq war and the war on terror was laundered and and embraced by the like intellectual pundit class in this so country, much so. media for so years, much. for years, they all got behind it. Republican, Democrat, all the big thinkers who get their checks, they used everything. They in any other world, they would have ruined their reputations and been unable to work again. But here they are, twenty years later. Those oh. are the people that those are the people that they don't ha they don't have the fortitude to admit that all that stuff was wrong. So Trump will always be the worst president to them. Mm. Yeah, sorry, that's just that's he's just right. You know, he's right. No, it's true. And that's now, the I rest of the story. <laughs> well, but part of the story I'm wondering about is, is Trump actually going to be arrested? Uh, to tomorrow. I, uh, I think it's uh, interesting timing that The Hague is uh, um, looking for uh, an arrest warrant for um, Putin right for now. Vladimir Putin. And, it's a crazy time. And uh, the janitor at The Hague boarded up all the windows there. It was a... Um, <laughs> And, you know, an interesting conflation also with um, Steven Seagal getting that uh, honor from Putin the, yeah. this this past week. He he really, you know, he, he loved, you know, getting a lifetime supply of uh, vodka and hair dye. But um, but he, the Stephen did 
praise Putin for for being a, a good man under siege, a, a good man with a high coat of honor and uh, and said that he is a patriot above the law. So, yeah, he said uh, he said, I'm one million percent Russian. And he bowed down and genuflected before Putin over the weekend to celebrate uh, his noble invasion and slaughter of Ukrainian civilians. That's Steven Seagal. Like, and now the, the greatest part is that now Steven Seagal looks like the bad guy in a Steven Seagal movie, which I appreciate. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening with our world, John. <laughs> well, what, what's happening is we look like, Rhonda, that we may be seeing this very week, possibly as soon as tomorrow. And this is what I'm asking listeners about. People want to weigh in. We're going to get to your calls in a second. But that we might see a, a former president indicted for something for the first time ever. And and what I'm thinking about is it, that that's just going to be the first time this year. But let me play you from the White House press briefing room today. The reporters were asking Karine Jean-Pierre to comment on Donald Trump, who's now made a a plea over the weekend on his shitty website for his supporters to protest his indictment uh, this week. He didn't come out and say fight like hell, but it's got a lot of people worried that he's asking his supporters to show up and uh, break stuff. Here is today in the White House briefing room. What does the White House make of former President Trump calling on supporters to protest his potential indictment? So, as you know, it's an ongoing investigation. We do not comment on any ongoing uh, uh, investigations from here. We've been very consistent on that. Uh, so certainly I'm not going to uh, break that, uh, uh, kind of break our, our protocol here. So I won't, I won't comment from here. I'm asking about the potential indictment itself. I'm asking about the former president calling on supporters to protest so the that, possibility. That understood, understood. Wanted to say that at the top. Uh, so, look, the president has been very clear when it comes to Americans who want to to protest. Uh, they should do it peacefully. Uh, and that is something that is incredibly important that the president has always uh, continued to say. But I don't want to get into, um, you know, hypotheticals for Mir. Uh, and so I'll just leave it there. There's one other thing related to this that isn't hypothetical because now House Republicans are requesting to speak with the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg about his ongoing investigation into former President Trump. Is that the view of the White House, a proper use of federal taxpayer dollars to investigate or try to find out what a local prosecutor is? Again, I'm, I'm just not going to, to speak because that, that is an underlying connection uh, to, to, the, uh, to the investigation, just not going to comment from here. So, Rhonda, um, Trump's losing it. Unhinged, all caps, post over the weekend. Now illegal leaks from a corrupted, highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old, fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors' fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the U.S. of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week, period. That's one sentence. <laughs> and the second sentence is, protest, take our nation back. See, I, I kind of feel like take our nation back means... Who wants to get shot like Ashley Babbitt? Like, like I, I, I don't think that he's going to find people willing to commit physical violence for him as easily as he did in January of 2021. I don't think cops or soldiers are going to be looking to give up their pensions for this guy, Rhonda. Well 
John, I I just hope now people will not be uh, trying to act like they did not know he has put out this clarion call because there was chatter about um, violence and actually guns on on January 6th. That 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 chatter was about. And uh, he may not have the numbers that uh, came out on January 6th, but his people are clinically committed to being crazy for Cocoa Puffs for him. Yeah. And, and they are, I, I do not put it past them. I don't know where they're going to be, where they're going to do their protests. But I, there are people who believe in him and, and hold him close to a deity. I, I've seen these images of him that, that, you know, look absolutely religious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They worship him and, and they pray to him. I mean, and as I've often said, Rhonda, every time you mention Donald Trump and Christianity in the same sentence, an angel coughs up blood. And I, I know how how loyal these, these cult members are to him. I see it. I deal with them every day. They're beyond reason. They're beyond facts. They're beyond morality. But, you know, I, I just kind of feel like I, I think the media loves this word civil war. We see it trending on Twitter every other day. Civil war, civil war. I, it must be great for clicks, Rhonda. Well, it's sensationalism. It yeah. it really is. We're and, never going to uh, have a civil war. Like we're not going to have we're not going to have states secede from the union, but we we will have random acts of terrorism. We'll have that. Uh, we have been having it, and it will continue. You know, you you mentioned the uh, evangelicals. I will never forgive them for the unified uh, faux religiosity that they thrust upon uh, Trump. Preach. I mean, it was it was. Uh, uh, it, it was such a horrible, all-inclusive uh, affirmation of of him, his recklessness, his lawlessness, and they were there one hundred percent for him. Uh, and, and an apology <laughs> is not going to make it, John. Uh, a simple no. "I'm sorry." And they're not going to ever apologize. They're going to keep doubling down because, again, they're not really Christians. They don't give a rat's ass what Christ taught. They are Republicans, which means they just want power. They're in a cult of selfishness. They just want to feel like they're winning. I want to play you ABC this week. Here's former Vice President Mike Pence, that good Christian, exemplifying the MAGA party line on D.A. Alvin Bragg's investigation into Donald Trump's illegal hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. Give a listen to this. Well, first, let me say I'm, I'm taken aback at the idea of indicting a former president of the United States um, at, a, at a time when there's a crime wave in New York City. That <laughs> The fact that the Manhattan D.A. thinks uh, that uh, indicting President Trump is his top priority i think is just tells you everything you need to know about the radical left in this country it just feels oh. like a politically charged prosecution here uh and i for my part of uh, i just feel like it's just not what the american people want to see we got real challenges in this country today john people are facing record inflation a crisis at our border we have war in eastern europe the american people are anxious about the future, and uh, here we go again, back into another politically charged prosecution directed at the former president of the United States, and uh, I, I would just hope for better. <laughs> oh, he's such a fraud. So in other words, Rhonda, law and order and accountability, unless it's someone we like. 
I I have this guy is crazy. He's acting like there wasn't a gallows erected on January 6th with his name on it. He's not. He's com- he's not crazy at all. He's completely rational. He Did Mother is- write that speech for him? No, no. Mike Pence knows that if he ever comes out and says what he really thinks about Donald Trump, he'll have no shot at making money off of Donald Trump cult members. That's why he can't come out and fully condemn him. He'll come out one day and start to, and then he'll run. Last week, he said Trump endangered my family's life. Now he's carrying water because, again, we can beat up on the black DA in New York who's going after this poor ex-president while so many other crimes are in an epidemic in New York and the dog whistle has been blown. That's, That's something. What it's about. How, how does it... How do, how is it always a black face get involved in, in, in these things and pulling us into it? I, 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 mean, I don't think that's the question. I think the question is, why aren't white prosecutors going after this guy? Because Fonnie Willis and Alvin Bragg and Letitia James are following the law and they are holding this man accountable and they're not afraid to do it because of his former job title. And Trump, in turn, he's the one ratcheting up the race and racism of all of this. It works for him. It, it has always worked. And this is a man who g- goes to his playbook and repeats it page after page. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. And and uh, I, I, I hope I hope it's not all hype. <laughs> I would be well, very disappointed. Miss Hanson, we have a lot of people on hold who want to weigh in on the events of the day. I, I'm as burned out on Trump as you. Can you handle a bit more? Can you throw down oh. some wisdom for me? Uh, in the words of a former president, bring them on. <laughs> Brian in Oregon, you're on with Rhonda. Thank you for your hey, patience Brian. on hold. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, John. And, Hi. and Chris hovering there in the ether in the back. Chris is always <laughs> um, hovering, like lurking. Yeah, it's like, like what's the felch? Is that who was over Harry Potter? You know, the guy ghost floating in Harry Potter? Or uh, I'm not uh, sure. Oh, no, nearly Trump headless neck. The neck. guy that had the cat, I guess. Anyways, wrong, wrong for human in Harry Potter. <laughs> but that's what Chris okay. is. Um, right on. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, the whole thing is just is just so insane. The the <laughs> the racists in Georgia legislature and governor are uh, to me what they're up to trying to take Fonnie Willis's power. Yes, is, is to protect themselves because they yes. were part of the whole phony electric uh, scheme and scandal. Uh, but that's not why you protect themselves. They're afraid that if that they'll be tied to the DA who goes after Trump. So they're trying to kill her and not have justice served because it could hurt them with voters. Well, I, well, I think they'll be screwed. They'll be part of, wrapped up with indictments. Maybe. I hope so. Uh, oh, I'd like I to see think, it. Well, the, but don't forget, this is, this, the... is, this is Georgia. That's a state where there was no voter, no voter fraud. And the governor stood up and said there's no voter fraud and proved there was no voter fraud. And then was so terrified of MAGA, he passed a law to fight all that non-existent voter fraud. And then they're even trying to do something worse to take away uh, prosecutorial independence, even in duly elected, like, uh, Fulton County. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, so anyway, I think, but I think they're just trying, they're protecting their own asses as well as, well as Trump's, because yeah. a bunch of those people were part of Trump's scheme. And remember oh, Giuliani took, they had a session and he went in and, Throwed all, showed all this phony information. Uh, That's right. To convince them to uh, throw out their delegation. What do you think, Rhonda? I mean, is this going anywhere? It's, <laughs> I, John. I feel like I'm being uh, 
teased. I really do feel like I'm being manipulated and not in the fun, sexy kind of way. Uh, You know, you know, that's why I say I hope it's it's not all hype. We have you know, we've I've got to really see uh, see this his tiny hands in handcuffs. I mean, I, and I don't think you're ever going to get that. I think the indictment fairy has been pulling down our pants and taunting us for years now. I still have the scars of all that Mueller foreplay that never went anywhere. So I'm, I'm with you. Uh, well, Brian, and I go ahead. too, that there's going to be Fonnie Willis and uh, Al- Alvin Bragg are going to have a, like an arm wrestle to see who actually wins. No, listen, uh, Fonnie Willis has got a case. Alvin Bragg, oh, it's, yeah. I mean, look, I yeah, Trump broke the law. Really. Trump Trump spent money illegally to try to win the presidency. Okay, I get it. But like when you're, I'm sorry, when your star witness is Michael Cohen, you're just inviting the Republicans to write the lines for you. And again, Michael Cohen, you know, that horrible liar that Donald Trump hired to lie for him. Got to go, but I thank you very much, Brian. Let me go to Bob in West Virginia. Bob, thanks for your patience on hold. Welcome. Yeah, John. So explain to me, Trump paid off Stormy Daniels, his uh, attorney, Michael Cohen, who lied to the FBI, as well as didn't report income taxes. Um, She signed a non-disclosure agreement. Mm -hmm. Am I right or am I wrong? She did. So how is that illegal? What is elite? Well, Donald Trump lied when he said that he didn't know anything about it, and he lied that he said Michael Cohen had done the payment, but Trump already knew he had reimbursed Michael Cohen. What's illegal about it? And again, I don't think it's the All strongest right. case in the world. I don't think it's the strongest case in the world. But and and that's why I, I I don't know if this is a case where Alvin Bragg can get a conviction. But what they're saying here, I think, is that when Donald Trump spent that one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. Yep. He spent that to buy her silence, right? He spent that money to try to win an election because they felt very strongly that if the information came out, they were losing the election. So that makes it a campaign finance so, uh, issue when stop, it's money stop, they were... Stop. Go ahead. Go ahead. How, how, how is that illegal? Well, it is illegal that, because it was, a campaign, camp- it was a campaign finance expense that was never reported. No, 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 no. It was... I, I just read an article on that. It was their own it was trump's own money from his attorney it didn't come out of his campaign finance that's a big difference listen i think it's a i'm I'm telling you i think i think it is a weak case but i'm also telling you you know this donald trump lied to you about it there's a lot of politicians that have lied to me about things in the past i know but but no politician has ever lied to you as much as as donald trump you know you know that bob george w bush told worse lies with with, with the current president we have now joe biden he hasn't lied to me not thirty thousand times my friend not whether you like it or not i'm voting for trump again i'm sure you are i'm primary i'm a registered independent yeah, go for it. Bob, send can, him money. You can Donate demonize money to him. me all you want. No, I'm not demonizing you, you at all. You can demonize no. me all you want. I'm not doing that, Bob. You're playing victim and no one's demonizing you. I think you should send him money. I don't money. care. I think you should spend send him <laughs> a lot. I will send him I think, money. But, you know, do me a favor. Can you send the money to Trump University and the Trump Foundation? Because that'll really own the libs if you do that. Give as much money as you can to the Trump Foundation, his charity, and Trump University, no, his online school. I will school. send it to his I will send it to his political What's, camp. What, why not? Why not his charity? And why you can charity? mash your teeth and pound your fist <laughs> no, on the table. No, give him all money. No, no. Go call me an ignorant no. white male 
I, I haven't called care. you any names. I'm being pleasant about it. I'm saying give you him will. so much money. Nah, listen. I get that he makes you happy. Can I, I ask a question, give it Bob? To his politi- I Bob, will can I ask give you a question? His political campaign. Do you, do you? What's your feeling on Ron DeSantis? Fine. What's your feeling on Ron DeSantis? Do you like him? I think Ron DeSantis is is, is an excellent governor. Okay. I think he Uh, would make a great vice presidential candidate. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh, Where was Barack Obama born, Bob? Uh, Barack Obama was born in Hawaii. He showed a duplicate birth certificate. And I know your your aide there is going again on the trope of Obama was was not born in the United States. And no, need I, didn't I say remind it, you that it's got not a started, trope, that's a lie. That that's a lie that he wasn't born in the United 19, States. That got started with uh, a nineteen ninety one publication yada, yada. At, writing about right. him at Harvard so, University. Right, but it, but but again there was, was never it was born in tenure. My question is did Donald Trump's years of racist lies about it ever bother you? Not really, because number one, Obama sealed his college transcript. Okay, but again, there was always there was, was always a, a birth announcement in the Hawaii newspaper. There was always a birth announcement in the Hawaii newspaper. There was never a controversy. I never saw that. When, I never <laughs> saw that in the. So news Donald Trump's media, years years of racist lies over me again. that the you did it to me, Bob. No, come on Bob, now, don't get all on, pissy on me. Up, you were Bob. talking all over me the first part. Up, Donald Trump's play. years hang of up. racist lies and Donald uh, and Bob. Donald Trump stealing from vets with Trump University. That's acceptable, too, right? That's fine, right? The money he stole, he should not have to pay back, right? And I know I know Trump. My (laughs) wife went to one of those Trump seminars back in the 07, 08. Wow. Sounds great. And she paid a few hundred bucks for it to hear him speak in Boston. Yeah, this was a school. Do you know how much Donald Trump had to pay in education fraud for stealing from Americans, including vets, Bob? I it's 20, don't 26 know. million for, for stealing from Americans with that. He's paid two million for stealing from Americans through the Trump Foundation. So listen, vote for him. He is the man for you. The racism, the corruption, the lies are all acceptable to you. I think you should give him as much money as you can. Give him enough money to upset your wife. Because he's not, you're not a sucker at all. And he cares about men like you. Bob, he fought so hard for men like you, didn't he? He did so much for you, didn't he? Didn't he? Calling people illegals. I was a. Goodbye, Bob. You're a racist. Uh, sorry, I couldn't do it anymore. What a, oh, John, I I'm have some sorry. clarification on Trump's charge. Yes, please. What's that? So, I mean, ultimately, the the original charge would be that he falsified business records with this payment. Um, and that's just a misdemeanor. And what would make it a felony would be if he falsified these business records in order to cover up a secondary crime. And that mm. crime would be the campaign finance violation. Bob in West Virginia has no problem with that, Chris. Bob in West Virginia has no problem with any of Trump's lies or crimes or racisms. No problem at all, because Trump talks and Bob in West, in West Virginia gets happy. Rhonda? But, John, that right, transaction though, was a Hail Mary to save his his uh, marriage to his beloved Melania. You, yeah. you know that. He loves her was, deeply. No, it's that, true. He cares about it. That's why he it did. was all yeah. to keep her happy <laughs> and in the dark. <laughs> Chris, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Well, you know, he was right, though. You know, these politicians, they all do lie. I mean, off the top of my head, I could think of just a couple other presidents who lied. I mean, uh, Nixon wasn't even president when he, you know, secretly worked with the South Vietnamese just to uh, squash the uh, the peace talks in Paris. We got more confirmation this weekend that Ronald Reagan's people worked with the Iranians to get Jimmy Carter voted out of office and to get the hostages released later. 
And what's more patriotic than that? Nothing. No, if it if it makes right wing white guys happy because this country is rightfully owned by them and there's too many non white people running it now, then yeah, more power to you. Listen, I know you're mad at me because I asked Bob in West Virginia the Barack Obama question. Just be grateful I didn't ask him the Christianity question. Okay, give me points on that. Bob and his wife are are part of that coterie that are are just uh, pledging allegiance to to Trump. And uh, I, I just find it I find it fascinating that, uh, you know, they're willing to walk the plank for this man. I know. Well, what you know what, that, Rhonda? What was, Go ahead, Chris. What was it that Tiffany Wilkinson Ryan told us last week? You know, like her whole book was basically about the idea that that people are so unwilling to uh, come off as suckers or fools or yes, in some way that they will dramatically reshape their entire worldview and, and shut <laughs> right. out things. You're right. Just to save face and avoid shame. I know. But Joe Biden lies too. let Joe Biden lie so much. He, he, they just don't care. It's a cult. They don't care. And it's going to take things getting much, much worse before they do, which is why I, I think, Rhonda, this ends with Trump being indicted like <laughs> three to seven times. I mean, it's just going to have to embarrass them all. But again, they'll switch over to DeSantis. doesn't matter. You don't know what it's like, Rhonda, for a guy like Bob to pull up at a red light and have the car next to him playing rap music. That's not the America <laughs> he grew up in. Yeah, I guess he's the kind of guy who would shoot up the car. But uh, <laughs> d- didn't DeSantis say he wants to make Florida the blueprint for the nation? Oh, I thought yes, I he saw. Did. He oh, wants yes, he to, did. He wants to make Florida man our national person. You know, that's a little scary. Yeah. Well, when he said he wanted to make all of America like Florida, he just meant how people drive on the highways with a turn signal on. Steve in San Diego, you're on with Rhonda. Hi, John. Thank you. Hi. And hi, Rhonda. Thank you. Hi. You do. Hello. You don't have to demonize Bob. Bob is inherently demonic. If he can vote for Donald Trump again? Yeah, I know. Everything we know about this guy? He he doesn't care. But he no, he's not a demon. He's not a demon. He's a sucker. He's a sucker. No, I can't do that. Sucker demon. That's I'll say he's a racist. Opinion. I'll say he's ignorant. I'll say he's okay. been groomed, but I, I won't call him. I won't call him a demon. I won't call Trump a demon either. I bet, but Bob's a sucker, okay. and he'll see. Well, I'll do it. In any okay. event, I just wanted to put my vote in on who the worst president is, and that is hands down got to be Donald Trump. Now, I worse than Bush, huh? What Bush did was horrible, horrible. He should have been. Uh, there should have been a warrant out for his arrest by the International Criminal Court. I agree. Could have been, but you didn't. But Donald Trump is also equally responsible for the deaths of every Ukrainian person who has died in this war, because he opened up that door for for Putin to feel confident that NATO was going to fall apart. I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't think you mean that Donald Trump is literally directly responsible for the murder of people in Ukraine. I mean, Trump's pretty evil, but I I wouldn't give him that much credit. Oh, no, I do. I do. Okay. He's an accessory well, you're... to that crime. That <laughs> well, I want to th- thank you, Steve. I love you, Steve. You know why? Because after after Bob from West Virginia, your call has me defending Donald Trump. And I thank you. Well, thank you. Keep up the good work. 
<laughs> he's a palate cleanser. So he's a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll go along with uh, horrible things Donald Trump has done, but I'm thinking more like Celebrity Apprentice, not you know the wholesale <laughs> ethnic cleansing and of of Ukraine. I just I, I you know what I need to cleanse my palate? I need me some uh, some Bill in Pennsylvania. Hi, Bill. Are we getting you at a bad time? Hello? Should we call back? <laughs> I think, Bill, is this a bad time? I can call back later on during Dean's show no, tomorrow. No, this is just fine there. Okay, because I'll wait for uh, you, how, sir. I will wait for you. you. How are I'm you doing? Relieved you're Hello? okay. I'm, you're, you're, I've got you here with Rhonda and Chris, and we've asked you here tonight because we love you and are worried about you, Bill. Um, oh, no, thank you. Well, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm I'm thankful that somebody is concerned about me, uh, <laughs> and uh, I I'm concerned about you too. There, we well, all you. we're all in this together. There, you know. And, I think so. Uh, uh, regarding uh, your uh, you're talking about the Iran war there, Iraq war there. Mm-hmm. That, that's uh, you're spot on on that. What a duplicitous. What a duplicitous web we weave there, you know. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, so that uh, uh, I I think Bernie Bernie didn't vote to engage in that war there, did he? Bernie, I think Bernie was pretty against the Iraq War. <laughs> yeah. So was Ted was Kennedy. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, Donald Trump pales in some degree compared to George W. Bush there. I agree okay. with you on that as well. Too. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the way I feel about that there, too, because the, the lives that were lost there and, uh, you know, the money that was spent there, but the lives that were lost there. And yes. then they turn around and make a movie about uh, Mr. Cheney there. You know? uh-huh. They did. <laughs> and they did they make did. a movie about him there. So. Yes, sir. I've, uh, I, 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 I feel I enjoyed listening to listen to you concerning what you said there about the war in Iraq. There, you know, yes. it was the it was the beginning of the apocalypse. There, I guess. There, I'm know. still angry about it all these years later. I'm still angry about uh, yeah. it all these years later. Well, I I agree with you there. I am, too, there, you know. Well, I hope you're well, and I I thank you so much for joining us tonight, Bill. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you so much. It's good to hear you, too, there. You take care. Thank you, sir. Thank you. See, Bill, we have nice Bill people. Bill is channeling running. a little bit of Jimmy Stewart there. Oh, Merry Christmas, movie house. He never gets tired of us doing that whenever he calls. I, would, I swear to God, I want to give this guy George Bailey dialogue and act it out with him. <laughs>